Hi everyone. I'm not gonna lie, this is like my third attempt recording this. Um, I was first recording from my computer, my laptop, but as I was um, listening back, it didn't sound really good. It did not. So since I don't have the equipment with me and Shaden has it and this is a project that I'm doing for my class, I decided to include it into our podcast. Now, so basically for my project, my professor has stated that we can make a TikTok, we can make a podcast episode, or we can just write it down. And I decided why not just do the podcast. I mean, I already have a podcast. Might as well use it for school, right? So right now I am using my phone and I don't know how I sound. I feel, I believe I'll sound better than I do on the computer. So let's just hope for the best and we'll continue on with today's episode. Hey everyone, today's episode is going to be a little different. We're taking a look back at history, Mexican history to be exact, and we are going to discuss how a man beloved by most was later hated by people, and discuss how he became the United States' worst enemy. This is the story of Pancho Villa. Now let me take you guys back before Pancho Villa was fighting in the Mexican Revolution. At a young age, Villa became head of his household after his father died. It is reported that he shot dead the owners of the estate in which he worked on. Now you may ask yourself why? Why would he do this? Well, in my research, sources stated that his 12-year-old sister was sexually assaulted. Other sources say she was going to be sexually assaulted. But either way, Mia found out and shot the man. He had to flee to some mountains nearby and was caught and sent to prison. But like the brains Mia had, he escaped and became a bandit. For those of you who don't know what a bandit is, it is a gang who typically rob isolated areas. Now fast forward to 1912. Villa had joined a revolucionario who you may on who you may know as Francisco Madero to basically take Porfirio Diaz down. Why you may ask? Well, the Mexican Revolution was about taking dictator Porfirio Diaz down and having some justice for landowners. Emiliano Zapata, my favorite revolucionario, of course, he worked and fought hard for the restoration restoration of land. Now, since this podcast episode isn't about Milano Zapata, I can tell you how hard he fought and basically his history. So we have to get back to the story of Pancho Villa. So Pancho Villa and Francisco Madero work together. And eventually Madero takes power and was later removed, causing Villa to flee to the U.S. for a while. So Villa goes back to Mexico, joins forces with Ben. Menustiano Carranza and Emiliano Zapata to overthrow Victoriano Huerta. Here is where Carranza and Villa crash. They they couldn't work together and became rivals. Now here is 
uh, here is where it started going downhill for Villa. So up to this point, Villa had a good relationship with the U.S., but it wasn't until President Woodrow Wilson abandoned Villa because he liked the way Carranza governed. So yes, Carranza basically takes over after Huerta resigns and flees to España. Villa was outraged with his, his decision. And so what does Villa do? He kidnapped 18 Americans from a Mexican train and slaughtered them. Yes, he slaughtered them. So when I was doing my research, there were some numbers that were different. There were like 16, some 17, but I eventually found that most said 18. So yes. Now the killing doesn't stop there. In 1916, Villa takes his army of about 1,500 guerrillos across the border to Columbus, New Mexico, where him and his man killed 19 people. Well, some sources said it was 16, others said it was 17. I'm gonna say about 16 to 19 people. He lit up the town to flames and then he left. He just left the town to burn down. This frustrated Wilson who sent out American troops to capture Villa. At this point, you have US newspaper basically making Villa look kinda evil. I mean, I agree, Villa did some horrible things, which is why I never liked him. I liked Emiliano Zapata, as you guys, as I told you earlier. You know, from what I learned in high school, Zapata seemed to be the only one who actually cared about the landowners and getting rid of the dictator, Porfirio Diaz. You know, and Pancho Villa, he, from what I learned in high school and the research I did, he did some good things, you know, but. He did kill a lot of people, and I understand why the U.S., uh, what he did, he basically violated the U.S., and that's totally understandable. But from here and on, the U.S. does the most to make him look like the worst person ever. They basically take all his credit, everything he, he did, all, you know, some of the good things he did, and basically turn it upside down. They make him look bad. They they don't mention the things he did. They basically mention all the killings he have he has done in his life. And there are some newspapers that state, oh, from what I heard, or something like that, something like that. But we'll get to that later. Now, it wasn't long after on June 20th, 1923, Pancho Villa was assassinated. Uh, at gunfire while going back home in his car from a visit to Paral. You may think this is where it ends. <laughs> you guys are wrong. Bia is dead. No more to his life. He died in that gunfire right then and there. Alongside other people that were in his car, I didn't really want to mention them just because I wanted to make this short, but in 1926, three years after his body had been buried, someone violated Villa's tomb. They beheaded his corpse. They beheaded his corpse. They dug his grave out. 
they took his body and they just cut off his head. Now, no one knows who did this or for what reason. There are speculations that the U.S. sent someone to get his head because they, they wanted like a souvenir of, of Pantrovia of finally like someone killing him. Or there's other speculations that this person paid someone to, to get his head because he kept souvenirs of like heroic figures or like or people who, who made a difference, you can say, or who were really famous for something. Um, there's other people that even even its own Mexican government did that as as a way of laughing at his face, as a way of saying we won, but we don't know who actually did it. A woman was questioned. I I, I forgot her name. I I didn't write it down. Um, but she was questioned for the beheaded. But she eventually said no. But there was a there was a source that has stated that she cut it off to sell to someone who kept heroic figures as souvenirs. So could it be true? Maybe no one knows, and probably we will never know. And the crazy thing is, his head was never found to this day. So it's so crazy how so many years later, we're in 2021, and from the research I've done, they still haven't found this head and probably won't ever find it. But yeah, that was the crazy short story of Pancho Villa. So I did find a newspaper article from April 1st, 1916. And the title of this section is All His Life Via Has Been Brutal Assassin Thirsting for Blood. So basically, when I was reading over this um, newspaper article, um, they, they did have some facts about Via and how he killed people. But they really made him look really really like as if he never did anything but just assassin people which in reality he he did more he he at least attempted to take over not take over but to get rid of dictators that tried to rule um mexico for like 37 years yeah so that's what porfirio diaz i think it was about 30 to 37 years, around somewhere in between, that Porfirio Diaz was president. And, you know, you you could only be president for two years. And he said, no, I want to be president for more. So I'm going to be president for more. And he did it. And all these people were so upset. So that's how the Mexican Revolution basically came to be. And I remember learning at school that... Um, one of the main reasons, Pancho Villa also, besides wanting to get rid of Porfirio Diaz, was to also fight for landowners. But, you know, that didn't really happen. Um, the one who usually fought for landowners was... So, I was cut off, so I don't know where I left off, but I'm going to read a section of the newspaper article 
in which they basically you know describe Bia as like just a murder cold-blooded murder so quote Pancho Villa has been painted as a sort of Robin Hood a fighter of the Poland's wrongs a great patriot he had he has had the name of a great military leader in truth he is a brutal murderer ready to all ready at all times to slay a man or a woman with his own hands with a gory record about it but as long as any in history end quote so just by that they already already just put him in this state that he's just a cold-blooded murderer and just hasn't done anything in his life but kill which was not true because you've seen you see we've um we've read we've learned about things he's done um yeah he killed but usually from what i from what i've read is that he usually killed for a reason people betrayed him they did him wrong or like with his little sister who was either sexually assaulted or was going to be sexually assaulted but yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty kind of wild and then and i mean it makes sense you know um he he killed a lot of um u.s americans and you know that kind of you know sparks a fire you know makes people mad and how do they get their anger out news article writing this so yes as we're going over this article they yeah they make him sing like that here's another um quote from the article that i'd like to share with you guys so it is title the subtitle hatred for americans quote his motives are not entirely clear partly it was hatred of the americans because the thought they had betrayed him Partly, it was a desire to force American intervention in Mexico and so embarrass, and so embarrass Carranza. Was there, I'm sorry guys, I'm moving up. Was there further incentive? The effect of the raid really was finally to sweep all American doubts aside and reveal um, Villa clearly for what he is, a professional, a professional murderer. End quote. And there they go again <clears throat> with, um, with calling him a murderer. Um, yes, no doubt he was a murderer, but I feel like this this um, this news article is kind of one-sided because they don't they don't really state the like the Mexican side. Like all the things the Mexicans had um, gone through with Porfirio Diaz and all the injustices, all the injustices that occurred and still occur today. But um, and what he tried to um, to do, and yeah, like it, like it's good that they add the that he kills and stuff obviously so the the audience knows 
and you know but i believe that they should have added information on maybe why he did it they they give a little information or what they speculate but i don't feel like that's enough to um see his side see vs side but you know they they do it because of what he did with the what he did in New Mexico, Colombia, Colombia, New Mexico, how he, yeah, assassinated people. It was stated, I'm not sure if it's this article, but there was another article that I had read. I'm sorry, guys, I'm looking through this because I have it all um, open, all the tabs open. Okay. I don't really have it right now but it was um, stated in that article that Leah killed you know I think it was about um, 16 to 19 people and one of them apparently was a woman was a woman that she was running from her house because her house had um, caught on fire because you know um, Pancho Villa set basically the town on fire and her house was one of them and she was running out and she was shot right there and she died um, so yes he did kill and I, I, I agree that his, maybe his motives his motives for to kill wasn't Appropriate. I I think it would have been a better way. Maybe dealt with the person face to face, but not the people, because civilians were killed. And you know that's not fair. Like it's, it's like it's like with Pearl Harbor, with the the Japanese. Yeah, they attacked um Pearl Harbor. They attacked the Navy, <clears throat> but along with the Navy, they they. They killed civilians too. They were shooting at civilians, and, and there was no need for that. But that, <laughs> but we're not we're not talking about Pearl Harbor. We're talking about a non-U.S. incident that it did involve the U.S., but wasn't isn't about the U.S. about Mexico. But yeah, they they pretty much make him look really bad and don't state any of the things he he did or attempted to do and what he sought um and what he saw wrong and stuff like that but yeah so yeah everyone that's the end of my little short podcast if you guys would want more history type of podcast um we saw that you guys really enjoyed the the alien abduction podcast uh, episode and um yeah we might do something similar maybe this time it could be like a crime case um or conspiracy theories since you guys like since you guys like the alien abduction i think you guys were like the conspiracy theory kind of falls under the same room when you don't really know how it happened but it happened or what happened stuff like that so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, you know, 
download it, subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends and family. I would say share this episode with your friends and family just because it's a little bit more educational and people can learn more. That saying, saying so, um, yeah, that's the end of today's podcast. Have a nice day, everyone. Sources that I use for today's episode is Library of Congress, one newspaper article titled Pancho Villa from Bandit to Military Dictator, released December 6, 1913. The article is by Emmon Baer. Another article called President Wilson Orders U.S. Invasion of Mexico to Get Villa and His Outlaws Following Loot and Murder on Border. Release March 10, 1916. A newspaper article called Fear United Mexico by the Tacoma Times. Section Good Men Men Gone Wrong. by Fred L. Bolt. Last source is called Pancho Villa, Professional Murderer. All the sources I use are, are found in the Library of Congress. I use UCR's VPN to use and get the information. I use other secondary, secondary sources like history.com, 